Hallow. Gotham Corner Store? Yes, we seem to be down to our last diet cook. A gentleman is on his way to pick some up. Just look for a black car. No, this black car will be rather difficult to miss. And by the way, the gentleman is usually in quite a rush. Just for the taste of it! Two Peas on a Pod podcast. I'm Jason. I'm here as always with Dale, my co-host, and uh, we're gonna. Is well, shit. You want to go ahead and get into our main topic here? We we're gonna do uh, underrated. No, we're gonna do overrated movies. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Did you have anything you want to start off with? Or you want me just to? Well, I, you know, I'll try to end with my big one. Yeah. Because I think if I start off with my big one, everything else is just gonna kind of yeah. be on comparison. Blow your load all over uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Hmm? You blow your Jennifer Lawrence load. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just won't have any left. <laughs> you know, still got some face uncovered by Logan. You mean just a shriveled up uh, shell of yourself? <laughs> she needed more mascara. I will say that. But uh, no, I just to you know make <clears throat> this point. Get this point out there. Overrated does not mean that the movie is bad in any way. The movie can be great, but still, people people still take it too far. The guns are huge for you know, and it doesn't warrant that. Um, so to say the movie's overrated does not mean the movie sucks or anything like that. By any means, more often than not, the movie's actually good. Right, right. We don't mean like negative, like any any no. sort of negative connotation towards the movie itself, but just that it's been blown up bigger than it needed to be. One movie I, I really think is overrated is uh, Fight Club. Sticking feathers up your butt does not make you a chicken. Which I do like. I mean, it's a good movie. But, you know, you have these kids in the late teens through their 20s According to Fight Club, like it's the greatest thing ever. I like it, it becomes a doctrine for them. Um, it's just, I mean, it, it's good. It's a good movie, but it, I don't think it has earned that that That's, kind of uh, following. David Fincher? Yeah. See, I saw Fight Club when it came out, and I was I haven't been impressed ever. Really? The entire time, you know, I've, I've seen it a few times, and it's... I mean, everyone knows the plot twist, you know, yeah. well before it's revealed at the end. Um, yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's not a bad movie at all. Um, no. You know, I love uh, I love Edward Norton. I love Brad Pitt, and I, you know, I love uh, the director. I just Meat love. Uh, you love Meatloaf. I know you do. Oh God, I was Meatloaf in that. Yeah, I saw a fucking uh, Black Dog again the other day. You ever seen that? Yes. Meatloaf's the man. That's actually, that's with Swayze? Yeah. That's a good movie. I like that one a lot. But, uh, fucking Meatloaf, what they call him, like, Bitch Tits in that movie or some shit? Probably. I think that's his name. They call him, like, Fat Fat Tits. Missile Tops. (laughs) (laughs) Missile Tops. Uh, No, I mean, it's, it's good stuff. I just, uh... I mean, it, it, maybe it's just me. I just don't see the appeal beyond 
This is a good movie. Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of Fincher or what. You know, I like Fincher, okay. Oh, it's like, what was it, uh, 90s when that came out? Fight Club was 90, maybe 99. But I mean, so if you see a list of top 10 movies from the 90s, it would be on there. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't put it there at all. No, I, I wouldn't. Um, instead of that one, one that's, I'm just going to throw one that's vastly underrated as Ravenous for the same oh, year. Yeah. yeah. You know, that movie deserves more praise than it gets. Yeah, I need to watch Ravenous again. It's been quite a while since I've seen it. It's been. Oh, man. I, I, I need to pick up the uh, Screen Factory Blu ray. That's right. They did release it. Really yeah. I love everything. And, and you know, I, I hated the movie when I first saw it. I really did. It's because of the music. Yeah. The music's so jarring. Yeah. But uh, then I went back a few years later and I watched it, and it's. It's one of the best film experiences I have every time I watch it. Really? You know, and uh, I guarantee you when I go back home, uh, soon I'll show around, uh, I'll be watching uh, Ravenous again with my brother. Something I watch with him. He'll send me, uh, he'll just sit there watching it like at three in the morning, yeah. and he'll record, you know, the scene of Colhoun freaking the hell out of the cave, <laughs> and uh, he'll just send that to me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, I it's on Netflix it. right now. Anybody who hasn't seen it, check it out. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to watch you it. have no reason not to see it. Just, you know, the music is weird, but the music is fantastic. You know, it fits the movie. Um, just watch it. I give that one of my highest recommendations. Just simply because nobody gives it enough credit. Yeah, sure. Well... And I think we could easily go and just name the Oscar winner every year and say, oh, that's just overrated. But I think my, my first pick is going to be uh, fight, uh, fight, uh, uh, The Fighter from the fighter. 2010. The Fighter. The movie? Uh, no, no, that's The Wrestler. I'm sorry. David Russell. David Russell, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale. Yeah, okay, The Fighter. I keep getting that mixed up with The Wrestler. Oh yeah, it's there was a lot of movies like The Warrior and shit came out right around the same time. The rest of it was a really good movie, I think. But uh, The Fighter, I think, is a good movie. I think it, it, it uh, did it win an Oscar? I think it did. May have. If it didn't, it, it was one of the you know main contenders. Contenders, yeah. Definitely. But uh, this is a film that uh, it actually made me buy the. Uh, it was an HBO documentary that came out. The uh, Life on Crack Street, I believe the name of it was. Crack Street. And it was actually based on the guy in The Fighter. It's a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who, uh, it's Christian Bale's character in the movie. Who's kind of like a, you know, was a fighter at one time. You know, now he's just basically a crack addict. And it follows him around. And Mark Wahlberg is his brother, the guy that's actually, you know, really good. You know, seen the movie, have you? What? You've never seen it? No. Uh, I've heard of it, but. but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seems to be widely regarded by critics as, like, this amazing film. Which, you know, like I said, I do enjoy the film, but, it, uh, you know, just a tad bit overrated to me. Um, obviously, Oscar fodder, you know, put out there for to win an Oscar. You know, yeah. That's why the movie was created. Probably released in November, December, you know, as they always are. You know they did, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, Amy Adams... And uh, Melissa Leo, I believe, played their mother. 
That's another one, Amy Adams and Christian Bale worrying together on um, when they just did. Not both of them. Oh, uh, American Hustle. Okay. I was going to say Boogie Nights. Yeah, you're right. American Hustle. See, I've never seen Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah? I, I hate that happen. I need to see that one. It's it's good. That's another one we could say is overrated, but yeah, I do really enjoy the movie. Um, you know, now what can you say? Uh, let's go with uh, the Shawshank Redemption. I don't think it's overrated myself. You know, I no, I agree. I just, I mean, it's it's on the IMDb's top. It's what like two on IMDb. Something like that. I don't know if I'd put it that high. Oh, it changes, yeah. you know. It's oh, yeah. what, like, uh, Godfather's Part one, one, uh, number 1 and 2. Is it still there? I don't remember, but... It might be. But, uh, no, no, I really enjoyed the movie as well. Shawshank is excellent. Godfather, to me, deserves to be up there in the top 10, 20, because every time I watch it, I know what's going to happen, but it engages me. Or you're watching it again for the first time. I agree. You know, and that's that's something that's very hard to come by. Not just once, but twice. Yeah. With one and two. Yeah. You know, now three is a different matter of time. Three is, let's not even include that in, in the discussion. But, The Godfather, we could easily say, is overrated as well. Because, I mean, you could say the top movies are overrated. But, I mean, look at everything that tries to copy Look at how often it's referenced, you know? Let's take with Blade Runner. Yeah. You know, Blade Runner, there's numerous copies of it out there. It is highly respected, and rightly so. You know, I didn't see it for the first time until a few years ago. Yeah. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. You know, just the atmosphere alone was well worth it. It's got that almost claustrophobic 80s futuristic feel you know sure. the same feel you got from Alien oh, yeah. which of course is really Scott yeah. too you know even though Blade Runner wasn't just on a ship it was on a pretty big scale yeah he still had that because you oh, know yeah. his uh, his uh, apartment his house or whatever they lived in was cramped as hell yeah you know I, I know there's a reason for that you know there's no with, with the movie like that there's no it, things don't happen by chance like that. It was designed like that for a reason. You know, that's something I've had to learn over the last few years. It's all like an artist working on a canvas. Every little exactly. bit is there for a purpose. Right. You know, it might just be for that one moment, or it might be for the whole film. You may not see it until later. But what? I love Blade Runner, but I can see why it would be, you know, considered uh, overrated. What What version do you prefer? All I've seen is the director's cut. I've got the one that has like, fuck, at least four different cuts on it. Really? I've only seen yeah, it. I guess it was the director's cut I saw. I mean, it's got, I know it's got the actual director's cut, and it's, it may be like six different cuts on it. It's quite a few cuts. Yeah, I know. And I, I got that set, and I was asking around, like, which one's the best? You know, and everyone has a different opinion, so. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, obviously, great, great movie. Do you have anything else you want to add? Well, I figure maybe we can also go over underrated as well. Just movies that either don't get enough uh, appreciation or too much. Um, well, yeah, I was going to go through a few more here. Did you have any more you wanted to list? 
Um, besides your big one? Besides which one? Besides your big one? Oh, so, uh, I, I guess I would agree with uh, what I read earlier, the big Lebowski. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, even though the movie, to me, is it's a perfect movie to pop in late at night yeah. and let it just run. You know, it's, you've, it's a great movie, but... You've mentioned that to me recently, how you thought that was overrated. Just because you see so many, you know... 20 year old dudes with dude on their shirt or well not only that but you're still having like uh, Falco Pop came out with uh, Big Lebowski figures yeah and stuff like that and I don't know what I see about the movie that has earned that that kind of following in pop culture I have the movie yeah you know I'm not ragging on it at all I love the Coen Brothers no no I love it too um that's another film I saw in the theater and didn't appreciate it until later on. Yeah. Um, would you say that's the most uh, popular Coen Brothers movie? Most popular movie? Coen Brothers? Oh, most popular? Definitely. Easily, yeah. man. You know, that or the only one that seems to come close to it would be maybe Fargo. I think I probably enjoy Fargo more, personally. See, I just... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just—it's a quirky movie, and I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't know what it necessarily is that appeals to people for them to keep putting out these bowling editions. I don't either. I don't. I don't really know either. Um, I think it's one-liners. Lots of one-liners. It's easily quotable. Yeah, very, very quotable. Right, maybe exactly. And it's accessible. The, the the weed references as well. Yeah. You got anything that talks about smoking a dude or anything? Everybody's all about that shit. You know, put it on a t-shirt, you know. Fire up a bowl. Everybody's all about that shit. Yeah, it's... You know, and honestly, uh, uh, John Goodman, to me, gets to be too much sometimes as Walter in the movie. And maybe that's the point, because he is an overbearing prick almost. Yeah, no, I, I think Walter's the best part of the movie. Um, but... Uh, Um, I don't know. You know, another movie that came out, I guess that same year, was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which I don't think is appreciated <coughs> personally. I'm all that. Uh, see, I would put that in the category as overrated. Overrated? Even though I do love the movie. It's, I think that, I mean, look at all the fucking t-shirts and all the people that go as Halloween dressed as Johnny Depp's character. I think... The, the problem with Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and gauging that is the fact that even before the movie you had the book mm-hmm. and you had the persona of right. Hunter Thompson. So how much of that is the movie as opposed to the book and Hunter Thompson himself? Yeah. It's hard to tell. Lebowski didn't have that. But I, I see what you're saying with that. I really yeah. do. I think the whole the cult of Hunter Thompson goes a bit overboard at times. Uh I, I, and this is from somebody who loves Fear and Loathing. I love uh, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail 72 and the Wrong Diary. Uh, his other books are very hit and miss just because he was a political writer. And uh, so, and he created this persona that he had to live up to. And I think may have ended up being one of the things that killed him in the end. Because, you know, he. 
it, it was a character. He was playing a character. He didn't have another hit either, right? I mean, another hit? No. It was all, I mean, Fear and Loathing was pretty much it. Hunter Thompson fell on the late 70s. You know, uh, but then it was just the legend of Hunter Thompson. And then Thompson. we were, what, 1997 when the movie came out? Yeah. And I gotta say though, what would have been really interesting, and I kind of, I kind of would like to know more about it, is uh, Alex Cox was originally supposed to do Fair Weather in Las Vegas, and Cox is an interesting director himself. You know, with Repo Man. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did Walker. He could have pulled that movie off. Yeah, he, he's one of the only other directors yeah. that could have pulled yeah. off that weirdness Absolutely. of Fear and Loathing. And I'm not, I can't remember exactly why he didn't end up doing it and Terry Gilliam came out. Because I like them both. Uh, Terry, but, uh, they're both right on par there with that like trippy, exactly. uh, uh, psychedelic you know, type of you know, directing. Yeah, I mean, just Repo Man alone. Or even if you go with uh, with Walker, you, uh, yeah, his movie Walker. Alex Cox did Walker in 1987, uh, which is, it, it's a fascinating movie to me. I haven't, but that Harris, that's Walker. Starts off as a historical film. It's based on a real man, William Walker. And then by the end, it becomes a critique of U.S. involvement at Panama in the 80s. The war and all that horse shit that was going on during the Reagan era. Because uh, it starts off taking place in the 18, uh, I think it was 40s, I want to say. As he was a filibuster, and he took over, he conquered Nicaragua briefly and became a dictator in Nicaragua. But he was he figured all the uh, South American co- uh, countries needed to learn English. That was God's language or so. Sure. And he, and he had Nicaragua for a couple of years. He, uh, he instituted slavery there just so hoping the South would come in and help him out. Yeah. If that didn't happen, they didn't give a shit about Nicaragua. And eventually he was ousted and uh, uh, he was executed. Yeah. Because um, he, he wouldn't stop fucking with the South American countries doing that. And it's fascinating. His story is really fascinating. But the, the movie starts off like that. Ed Harris is really cool in that role. But towards the end, you've got anachronisms that are on purpose. You've got AK-47s, and it's with a fucking helicopter. You know, it's just an odd movie. Uh, if you like Alex Cox, yeah. check it out. Seriously, it's a it's a it's I'm an not interesting really one. Familiar with a lot of other stuff he's directed. Um, that one I saw that one on Netflix originally. Criterion released it. It's on DVD. I haven't put it on a Blu-ray yet. And they, I picked up the Blu-ray of. Uh Repo Man. I need to see Repo Man again. It was such a weird movie. Yeah. See, that's that's one of those movies that's weird. It uh, caters to certain... There's only certain demographics that are going to watch Repo Man. And, uh, I mean, but it caters to it just well. And it has a cult following. Now, for it to have the love it has, it seems reasonable. You know, for that, on like Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is Big Lebowski very much a cult movie, it has a big studio pushing it oh, it's, every damn time. Yeah, it's not a cult movie. It's it's bigger than that. Is it? I just it, it, it looks like a cult movie to me, though. It feels like that. Well, I would think that it was yeah bigger than that. It, uh, 
But okay. yeah, that, that would be my vote uh, for something, for another one that's highly overrated. Big investment? Yeah. yeah. What about uh, another another uh, David Venture film, Seven? That's hard for me to gauge. Um, I mean, uh, there's a lot of cultural references on it. Seven's an excellent movie. Yeah, uh, I agree. But I think it's, honestly, man, with some of these directors like that, it seems to be more of a cult of personality than it is the movie itself. Yeah. And, you know, there are people who may not agree with that, but cults, cults of personality are very real, you know, and uh, it's like what you were saying earlier, Christopher Nolan has a very big oh, cult of personality. Whether he does something that's lackluster or not, yeah. people will stand by him. Absolutely. And, uh, so how much of it is the uh, true merit of the film as opposed to that? Uh, you know, I saw Seven, you know, once again in the theater. Liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really think of it like people think of it now. now I enjoyed it, uh, but it just feels like it's had legs that people still talk about it. You know, it's, it's still... When you mention David Fincher's name, it's one of the first movies that you talk oh, yeah. about, and uh, he's he, you know he's a really popular director right now, so I, I can understand the popularity there. But it, it's just not one that you know I've rewatched over the years, and I just don't really see the appeal that it's getting. And it's just you know me personally. It is a good movie for sure. Oh yeah. The. Uh, uh, Oh shit, who's the one who plays the uh, the the bad guy in that one? Kevin Spacey. Is it Kevin Spacey? Okay, no. yeah, yeah. He does he, a good job. Man, once he shows up, he pretty much steals the show. Oh, there at the end, man. That's that, that's a great end scene. Uh, but yeah, another one with Brad Pitt. And uh, pretty much the start of Morgan Freeman's career, would you say? Right before uh, Shawshank? Yeah, uh... Speaking of overrated, I think Morgan Freeman's getting that way. Just see himself. People are flipping out about his voice and all that. Yeah. And I see that all the time on the internet. You know, I, I'm not dissing on him. I like yeah, Morgan Freeman. But, uh, you know, it just... Why? I just don't get why. He uh, does have a great voice. I'll, you know, I'll give him that. Um, oh, he does. But why... Uh, I mean... Name the last movie he was good in. A name movie he was good in? Yeah, name the last acting role that, that you liked him in. Oh, shit. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. He's done a lot of shit, too. It's just not really any good. You know, anything. Well, no, good. I mean, I, you think of that, uh, what, what, what the hell was that magician shit? Now You See Me? Oh, yeah, he was in that. It was Now You See Me, yeah. You know, but, I mean, as far as acting roles, he was great in Seven. He was great in Shawshank. Well, sure, sure. You know, he, he, he's a good actor, but, I mean, you're right. You're right. They're just, like, Bruce Almighty and stuff. He's just in there. Well, he was in the Batman movies. Hmm? Batman movies. That's right. See, I, I, I don't know why the hell I forgot about was that. Was he in the third one? Yeah, he was in all three. Was he? Oh. Well, I'll go ahead and go on to the next one unless you have one. Do you have another one? No, go ahead. We'll go uh, V for Vendetta. I know that's one you probably like a lot. With the mask, you see the mask everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, the Guy Fox mask. Well, that's the, you know, Anonymous has made that mask. 
I like the movie. Nationally popular. I haven't seen it in a long time, though. I couldn't speak to whether it's overrated or not. I love the graphic novel. I don't like the movie. Very you don't? Much at all, no. I see, I consider it one of the better Al Moore movies. I, I do need to watch it again, though. Uh, that and Watchmen are the only two I like. I can't stand Leave Extraordinary Gentleman. Oh, yeah. I think that anybody in their right mind cannot stand Leave Extraordinary Gentleman. If you read the comic, though, you will no, no. loathe it. No, no. It's one of those times when usually once I watch or see or read something in one medium, I go and read it, even if it's in the original medium. Like uh, Jurassic Park, say I watch the movie, love the movie, read the book. Book's good, not as good as the movie. Right. Which is, it's, to me, it's not. You think the book's um, not as good as the movie? No, I don't. I, don't. Really? I think Crichton. Crichton. See, a lot of people would, would disagree with you. Huh? A lot of people disagree with you there. The movie's a different animal. I, I don't. I think they're, yeah, completely uh, But, yeah, I think, I think Crichton, uh, I don't know. I like the book. I just I like the way some of the characters were portrayed better in the movie than the book. Yeah. Uh, Goldblum or you know Malcolm to me was better in the movie than the book. Hammond yeah. is far better in the movie than he is in the book. He's a shithead in the book. But the one thing the book has I'll give over the movie besides more dinosaurs is uh, Muldoon. Muldoon doesn't die in the book. He's a pretty big badass, escaping from the raptors and stuff. Yeah. He, I think he should have survived in the movie. I would have loved to see him survive. Jeff Goldblum can, you know, I like Goldblum fine, but he and Malcolm needed to just die. For sure. You know, which he did. Uh, but uh, yeah, but it, it's like that, you know, V for, not V for Vendetta, but V for Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentleman was different because I saw the movie first. I didn't like the movie. Uh, at all. I didn't know read the book, and the book is amazing. It, it is. Uh, well, uh, just think of it this way. It, it killed the career of Sean Connery. <laughs> you know what's weird about that? Sean Connery did a movie recently, voice acting. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and it looks... I talked to a friend of mine about it. He's a huge James Bond fan. He's yeah. like, that movie is a piece of shit. This James Bond fan went and rented this shit-ass children's movie. I saw it at Target. It may still be there. Oh, that he was... That he was Sean Connery's voice. Yeah. And uh, he had to watch it just for that. I guess because the first thing Connery's done in almost 15 years or so. And, uh, Marnie Pernier. But, uh... Yeah, that movie sucks complete ass. You know, I, I hated what they did with everybody. No, that's a piece of garbage, absolutely. But uh, I guess the main reason that I'd say that for Beaver Vendetta is I was just, uh, it was very underwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. It was a very long movie, you know, over two hours long. And I probably need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since it came out. And uh, really, really, uh, you know, big hype train for that movie. You know, uh, one of the bigger movies of that year. And uh, I just was not that impressed with it. Um, okay, let's go with uh, Crash in 2004. Crash is... I believe Crash it. was overrated at the time. What an Oscar, right? I don't know if it just won one. Yeah, I'm sure it won multiples. But I mean, Crash was... To me, it was like taking Michael Cosm's of different diversities 
and slamming them all together just to make it a verse, uh, a movie about diversity, which is shit storytelling. It's absolute shit. You have Sandra Bullock, who's a bigoted piece of crap. You have uh, that dude from, uh, oh shit, Matt Dillon, who's that like rapist cop or some crap. And then he has a change of heart later or some shit like that. Right. It, uh, the movie sucks ass. Complaints from me. No, I just, I think it just, the movie catered to people who have this naive view of, of life and reality. Uh, let's go ahead and get into some Peter Jackson flicks. Uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then we'll go ahead and get right into The Hobbit as well. I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I really do. I consider it one of the best trilogies out there. I love it too, but I think it deserves all the praise it has for being able to take those books and make them into excellent sure, movies. Sure. Now you can see Jackson's faults coming into play by Return of the King. Yeah. And yeah. it starts to expand some of that bloat that you would really see in King Call. Return of the King was, was one of the bigger disappointments in me in this series. Um, well Two Towers was my favorite. Yeah, Two Towers. Uh, and I love Return of the King, but it, uh, it, it it's too much. It has like too many endings. Too many endings. Fuck yes. Um, but I mean, watching it as a trilogy it did not let me down. I'm fine with it. It's just if I were to pick one to watch by itself, it would not be Return. Could you sit down right now and watch Return of the King? Like, the full length, motherfucker, three and a half hours long. Well, not a... Well, no, I'm not saying... I'm just saying in general. Like, would you want to do that? Say tomorrow, when you're nice and refreshed. No, I'm not doing it tomorrow. I don't know. I don't ever want to see that movie again. It, it's... The length of those hurt them. I did go back and revisit the whole trilogy. It's, it's not just the length. It's the... Special features with the extended... The director's cuts are like six hours long on the fucking movies, man. Those are the ones I have. I can't handle that shit. I can't do it. I, see, that doesn't bother me. The epic thing about it doesn't bother me at all. I, I think the reason it doesn't bother me is because I know what it is. And so I can, I'm, I'm more than willing to sit with these people for a while. Sure. Um, so that doesn't bother me. If an epic to me is... It's good. I'll sit with that. But you have... Again, I'll go back to the Transformers movies, which are the same length. And, uh, I mean... You, I mean, it's like Michael Bay is squatting in your face and just sharding all in your mouth. See, I, I would equate those together. I mean, the... the I just had to say sharding. Sorry. Sharding in your mouth? Oh. Uh, um, yeah. I can see why. Now... As far as overrated and leading to The Hobbit, yeah. I watched the first Hobbit. I did not care for it. I haven't seen either one because the way the Lord of the Rings trilogy left me. And don't get me wrong, I saw all three of those in the theater, sat, watched, loved them, but I just can't stand that extended runtime. Like, there's a reason you edited shit out, man. There's a reason for that. Like, you need to make this a fucking, like, one hour a week TV series if you want it to be nine hours long. That's not a movie. I think it would have... Uh, I think Lord of the Rings would have been a really good uh, 
miniseries. Yeah, I mean that's 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 too long. I mean, I don't know. It's like Peter Jackson was like, pick all that shit up off the floor and put it back in the movie because it's going back in there. That's my director's cut. Everything that I did not cut is going in there. Well, it's not even that, but uh, even adding shit to it. Hey, for whatever reason, after the movie had come out, after Oscars and all that, for Return of the King, mm-hmm. he went back for the special edition DVD, had some skulls made just for that scene where they go underground for the, that city, for the, the dead, the army of the dead, just to have another scene, just to add one scene of somebody stepping on skulls. That That is ridiculous. That's showing no restraint. And that would lead into what he did with King Kong, putting everything he wanted on there. Not everything that needed to be there. You know who that reminds me of, though? George Lucas. Yeah. That's very much the same shit that he's done that everyone complains about that, right? Yeah. The, the Star Wars, you know, re-releases when he did all that shit. Oh, God. Everyone talks about that. Um, so you don't, you don't care for the Hobbit movies? I can't get into them. And I, I, I see no reason why Hobbit should be made into three movies. Hobbit needs to be one. I haven't gotten into them. Yeah. I haven't given them a chance yet. I, I will at some point. Well, maybe when somebody edits all three down into one movie, because Hobbit's a short book. I know. Uh, it's what's so stupid. It's a money grab, man. Yeah, all I know. I just don't, I don't want anything to do with it. Really. Say, hey, I know The Hunger Games is like one book, but let's make six fucking movies out of it. And the last movie, we split into two movies. The last book, we split into two movies. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch gears here. We go with uh, Knocked Up in 2007. Knocked Up, uh, directed by Judd Apatow. Oh, yeah. You think that, yeah, it's overrated? Yeah. I think anything they do is overrated. <laughs> Superbad was overrated. I like Superbad. I liked it, but it was overrated, I thought. I'm not going to disagree with that. But uh, Knocked Up was well was widely more successful successful than uh, right. Superbad. But did he do 40-year-old version? That may have been before all that. That may have been the first okay. one. But, uh, yeah, Knocked Up. I, uh, not a fan of that movie at all. Uh, let's go with uh, Chinatown from 1974. I've never seen Chinatown. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. Um, hey, I'm, I'm looking here myself. I think oh, an older one that's considered a classic, I would say, is overrated, but it's probably just me, Seventh Seal. I can't get through that shit. That was uh, that Birdman? Is oh, that Birdman? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm the same way with Citizen Kane, though. I watched it. I couldn't get into it. And, and this is coming from somebody who loves. You can. You know, I watch the Roy Twenties, Angels with right. Dirty Faces, and shit like that. Right. Caesar, all the time. Those are great movies, but you know, this. And I love Orson Welles. I really do. And I hate William Randolph Hearst, which is the best part about Citizen Kane. <laughs> right. And Rosebud and all that, but uh, I just can't get into the movie. Uh, Citizen Kane is like a go-to for like the best movie ever made. Uh, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the AFI's 100 best movies. Oh, are you? Okay. Citizen Kane is number one. And there's one here 
that it's really odd to me to consider how good it is because it's between Lawrence of Arabia and Vertigo and that Schindler's List yeah. at number eight. I think that's a bit overrated. Oh, really? I like Schindler's List a lot. Yeah. I need to watch Schindler's List again. Um, it's, it's been too long since I've seen it to really comment. It's been since it came out. I haven't seen it since, okay. since, since it came well, out. Well, dude, that's 20 years ago. Yeah. 94. Yeah. I remember being quite a bummer. <laughs> huh? I said it was a bummer. Oh, dude, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I will say this though, that movie proved to me that John Williams had an excellent range, music wise, because I didn't really. He seemed to have a a certain thing he would constantly do over and over. Sure. Um, But, you know, with uh, Shinwars List, it's a beautiful soundtrack. It's really sad, but it's it's good stuff. Um, What about uh, Juno? 2007. I've only seen the trailers for Juno. Okay. I won't see any more because that seems like pretentious shit. It's a good one. There's, there's no way I can sit through Michael Sarah and, and Kitty Pryde <laughs> for another half. I just... It's the same with... I try to watch Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, God. And that is one of the most overrated oh, things. No. You know, let's have a gay, quirky uncle. Let's have a weird kind of asshole granddad. Oh, yeah. You know, well, let's do all this weird, quirky shit, this son that doesn't talk. No family's like that. That's bullshit. So, I mean, I I couldn't get through half of it. It was bullshit. Yeah, I've seen it. I didn't care for it either. Uh, that movie, that, that's one of those movies I don't consider good. Yeah. That's overrated. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. That caters to pretentious dudes who wear jeans that are meant for girls and are two sizes too short or too tight for them. With skinny jeans? Yeah, the skinny jeans where their balls are like tucked up in their butt or something. Those pants offend me. If you wear those, stop wearing them. Like a nut hugger. I don't know how they could be anywhere near comfortable. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get the, uh, the claws out here. Uh, how about uh, we'll start with Reservoir Dogs and just go through Tarantino's list. I See, I've never been a huge Tarantino fan. Oh, really? Uh, I can't. I probably will watch Reservoir Dogs again. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some movies of his I do like. But he's, he's not really my kind of. Yeah. Guy, necessarily. I'm a pretty big Tarantino fan, I would say. Uh, Pulp Fiction, when I first saw Pulp Fiction, it it was quite an eye-opening experience to me as far as my, you know, film fandom goes because it really kind of opened my eyes up. I mean... Rape. It... That, that, that too, the uh, the sodomy scene. But, uh, Pulp Fiction, man, it's, it's one that I really had a lot of fun with when I was a kid and it was kind of like I mean almost my uh, becoming a man type thing of film you know because I I mean I watched this movie and I I just I got so much of it you know it was such a well made movie and you know I just loved it so much and watched it so much is that 94 or 95 
I want to say 94. But it, it was, uh, it came out. I didn't see it till VHS. I know that it, uh, it did come out and it got re-released here. Uh, so it was probably a good year before it actually came out on VHS. But uh, Reservoir Dogs, I would say, is overrated. It's probably one of his uh, worst movies. Still not a bad movie, but worst, no. worst in my opinion. Um, let's see. What do you think about uh, Twelve Years of Slave? No, not not that one. No. What's the fucking slave? <laughs> oh, uh, Django. Django. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Those two were so fucking Twelve Years of Slave and Django were like the exact same movie to me. But, I, I mean, I like Django. Um, it just didn't connect with me. Really? And this it, it this isn't because I'm from Mississippi, you know, and and all the the history that goes with that. You just wanted uh, him to be locked up again the whole time, right? The whole time. You just yeah. like why is this black guy running free? Yeah, I just just because I'm a white right. southerner, I just I, I just can't stand the thought of a white man running free. You're you're racist. Yeah, I, I can't help him. That's part of the white man's burden. What's up, Jamie Foxx? You're just like, man, lock him up already. <laughs> I, I don't really like Jamie Foxx. Oh, no. For one. I'm not a Jamie Foxx fan at all. Um, I just, uh, you know, coming on the heels of The Glorious Bastards, which is my personal favorite yeah. Tarantino movie. Yeah, I can see It why. just, uh, it, it's fine. I mean, I like it fine. I just, I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. Whereas I'll watch a Glorious Bastards again. You know, I'll take it back. I think uh, Death Proof is his worst movie. I think I get the feeling he would agree with you. I think I Death Proof and then Reservoir Dogs. And then all the other movies I think are really great. I, uh, See, Jackie movies. Brown's one I thought that was kind of underrated for a while. And Jackie Brown, I saw it in the theater and uh, I did not like it very much. It's been since I've gotten older, and I've actually seen some of that black exploitation stuff. Exactly. That I've able to see the references and, and appreciate it a lot more. You know, Jackie Brown's a fucking awesome movie. Uh, what I love is you see Robert Forster and Jackie Brown. Oh man! And then I went back and watched uh, Vigilante. Which yeah. Is awesome movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and that made me appreciate more him being in yeah. Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um. He's awesome. I wish I, I wish he would be in more stuff. Um, He's probably too old now. Well, I'm not saying like stuff like that. Oh, okay. You know, he just he, he's awesome to see. You know, he's he's got a good screen presence. I think. <clears throat> but seeing him with Pam Greer, you know, have Sam Jackson in there. Even though Sam Jackson can, what it would piss me off sometimes. Yeah. He makes up for it sometimes with the way he is in film. Jamie Kennedy, for me, doesn't make up for that. Jamie Kennedy? Is he well, Jamie, yeah, okay, I guess we'll go with that. Jamie Foxx is oh, okay. But, uh, oh, Jamie Foxx. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Jamie, okay, Jamie Kennedy is for another podcast. Jamie, uh, we've done it before. Uh, no, Jamie Foxx, is, as much as I disliked him, he didn't take me out of the film. I thought he did a great job as the role you know, that he was playing. Well, you know who kept me in it was Christoph Waltz. Yeah. And DiCaprio. Yeah, DiCaprio. Christoph Waltz is... Do you think we'd even know that name if it wasn't for Tarantino? We wouldn't even know that motherfucker's name. 
He was Kenny in Ryan. Kenny Lawrence Bastards and yeah. Django. And that's, I mean, he's a household name now. And he deserves it, though. Sure, he's, absolutely does. I, that's the thing about Glorious Bastards. He's such a piece of shit. And just by the history behind them and film since then, Nazis are like the ultimate bad guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing redeeming about them. Yeah, he's funny in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Even yeah. though he's a murderous he piece of shit, you actually have sympathy for him. And that says a lot about him to overcome like years of cinema and, you know, what we know about the Nazis to do that. That speaks volumes about him. You know, I think Tarantino's uh, strongest suit is uh, dialogue writing. No, he's he's really good at it. I think he kind of gets ahead of himself sometimes. It kind of goes a little too, too far with it, but that's the dialogue in these movies is what I appreciate, you know? Oh, and definitely. that's all him. And the dude is superbly talented. I don't think, I mean, if you say he's not talented or he's not a good director or whatever, I think you you need to go out, you know, get the fuck out of here because that's, that, that's stupid. People just don't like him. That's stupid. He is. He's a very much loving or hating director. I mean, yeah. and I can understand you not liking his movies. I understand that. But, uh, you know, at least the guy has done a lot for film in general, too. I mean, he's one of the big guys trying to keep 35 millimeter. You know, he's, he's been there for a few years now. I mean, look at all the films that he's gotten released over here on his... Uh, he's got Rolling Thunder. Company. Rolling Thunder. Yeah, that's it. That's right, yeah. And, uh, you know, all the stuff like... Uh, I think Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was one of his. Is yeah. that right? And, you know, lots of Asian films, lots of other films we never would have heard about over here in the U.S. Well, without that. He's helped keep movies he grew up with alive. Like Mighty, and they're, they're cult films that came out in those grindhouses. Mighty Peking Man, but, Switchblade Sisters, right? Detroit 9000. I mean, he released those through his label. Name another director as popular as him that's done that, you know? Oh, exactly. That's, that's great. That's really fucking cool. I respect that. That's the thing. You have these directors who are like, man, this is my inspiration. This movie is great, but they do nothing. Right. But see that film Languish. Right. You know, it doesn't get the treatment it deserves. Like Spielberg could go through and say, okay, I love this. Who's going to say no to him? You know, so they'll they'll fix this film up and release it. Spielberg's word would be enough to get that done. He doesn't have to put money down. Exactly. He could go to a studio and say, release this shit, and they'd do it. But no. No, he'll endorse it. That's all they need. That's all they need is his fucking endorsement. Exactly. But he doesn't do that. Um, yeah. um, I just respect the hell out of the guy for that. I do. I, I do, too. Yeah. You know, I love that. Like in, uh, what was it, Kill Bill? He had the the old logos come up. Yeah. You know, the old movie theater stuff. He had some love for yeah. what he grew up with. It's nostalgia, but he took his nostalgia. Yeah. And, uh, and he did the same thing that Lucas did. He took bits and pieces from here and there. But he made a whole new thing, you know. And people who rip on Tarantino for, well, this has already been done. Well, look at George Lucas. Tarantino also is the first guy to tell you that's where he got it from. Yeah. It's not like he's going to say this is my shit. But he he adds to it with this this dialogue, like you said. The dialogue, you can't argue with that. You cannot argue with that being great. The beginning of Inglorious Bastards, when Christoph Waltz goes to that house... 
you know, he asks for milk and just talks to that guy. Yeah. That is just excellent. That that scene under a lesser writer would be boring as shit. Would you know, be everybody would be like, okay, let's get to the action. But no, I was fine. With, if you write it well and it's performed well, I'm all over the ride. You know, and I was with that. It seemed to take a while for it to reach the climax yeah. of the beginning before the credits even start yeah. out, really. But uh, it's excellent. It sets up him. Yeah. It sets up Shoshana, yeah. you know, her part and everything. It sets up that aspect of the movie. And he ends up being, I guess, the glue to hold up sure. the two uh, two stories that are unfolding in there. Well, just look at the, the character development there. Yeah. I mean, all these characters are developed like crazy, you know? Like, you know their backstories. You, you feel like you know these people, you know? And that's not easy to do, you know? And, well, uh, even with the lesser ones, the bears here, you know, he, he, you don't really know much about him except he's the bear Jew. Yeah, he fucking hates Nazis. Yeah, yeah, he does. And that's all you need to know with yeah. that. Then you have the Hugo Stiglitz thing. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I found out was an actual actor at the right. time. You know, it was just as obvious to that. But he has that 70s gaudy-ass thing. Just bam, come up and then the slaughter. Yeah. The soundtrack to slaughter starts up. You know, that's... Uh, and people complain about the fact of like, why is David Bowie playing in this part? Right. That, that song was awesome for that. Fuck him. You know, he knows how to use music, too. You know, he knows how to use different musical cues better than almost anybody else I've seen in film. You know, mm-hmm. they, uh, it's, none of it's really original, but it's it, it works for that. Uh, and again, all that music is stuff he grew up with. You know, Ennio Morricone is big with his stuff. Yeah. And when he takes uh, a song called Un Amico, and that's the song playing when uh, Shoshana and that Nazi fight in the projection booth, she yeah. fight, she dies. Uh, that gorgeous song that plays in that, that's from a movie uh, called uh, Revolver. I believe it's an Italian cop film with Oliver Reed. And it's the very beginning of that movie, same song, but with an Italian singer. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the hell he's singing, but it's gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, Tarantino knows how to use that. You know, it's not just, it's everything. He works with the dialogue, actors, music, setting, everything. He knows how to work with film. Not just like, well, he's good at cinematography. He's good with working and everything, you know. He may not be a cinematographer himself, but he's got a good one. He has a really good editor, too. I can't remember her name. Yeah. But she, she may have passed away, actually, oh. recently. Uh, I, I don't know that she did uh, Django, but she actually did all the movies before that. I could be wrong, but um, same same editor that he used for years um, that you know did a great job. You know, editing's a big part of that show, yeah. anyway. But uh, I recently watched a uh, the... El Ray Network does a show called uh, The Director's Chair and okay. did a did a two part yeah, episode. Yeah, you, you were telling me about that. Yeah, I did a two part episode with Tarantino. It was it was really really good. The guy just seems really uh, really down to earth, really genuine. Um, he's just a fucking movie fan who yeah. who likes to make movies and you know. Yeah, he's a 
his interests are pretty wide-ranging. He, uh, he came out and said he might do a Godzilla movie, which I thought was interesting. I don't know how he would do it, though. Yeah. Uh, they won't let him do it. I know they won't. He's an easy guy to hate, you know? Yeah. Um, he's, and it's, it's a popular thing to hate him. You know, it's like, oh, I don't like Tarantino. That's so, you know, mainstream. It, what's funny is, you know, Tarantino, I guess, used to appeal to the hipster crowd at the yeah, time. Yeah, it's reversed. And now it's become hip yeah. to be anti-hip. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, just look at the guy. He bounced back from, I mean, he did Kill Bill 1, 2, you know. Uh, they were moderately successful, I imagine. Then he does a huge flop with Death Proof. Yeah. Yeah, understandably. I don't like the movie at all. Some people love that fucking movie. I don't. At all. Uh, but comes back with, uh, you know, Glorious Bastards. Man, Glorious Bastards is one that really took me by surprise when I'm good at I mean, that, that could very well be his best movie, easily. Uh, I don't know. He's got so many good ones to choose from. I I, would, I think my favorite part of that though is the fact that he took established history and did what yeah. the hell he wanted yeah. with it. I thought yeah. that was awesome. Right. You know, he made a good story. He wasn't trying to reenact as part of World War II. He took World War II and like, I just want to make a good story on this, and it was awesome. Yeah, it, it was almost a cathartic experience to see that happen to all the Nazis. You know, because um, who wouldn't want to do that? You know, unless you're an asshole that likes to go to Stormfront. Uh, it was it was good to see somebody do that. You know, like the, the anti Schindler's List. Schindler's List happens, they get away with it. Well, they, you know, some of them don't. But, uh, you know, you're kind of left almost so dead inside yeah. watching it just from the horror of that. And then this happens, and I mean, it. It's total bullshit. It's, it's pure cinema. Let me put it that way. It's pure, a, a pure movie-going experience to see that happen. Right. And it was awesome. You know, it was a good climax to uh, to the movie. And uh, I, I, I really, and, and see, that's Michael Fassbender too. That's the first time I saw him. Yeah. Um, I love the movie. I really do. It's one of my favorite World War Two movies. Well, let's see if we can go ahead and wrap this up a little bit. We'll, uh, I'll name a few more here. Um, Million Dollar Baby. Which one? Million Dollar Baby. I saw that once. It's not uh, something I'll ever revisit. You didn't care for it. I liked it. Yeah. But, you know, it, again, it was a, a, a movie that sapped me. Yeah. Just by how sad it was. That's, I'm going to say that's one of the saddest movies I've ever seen. Um, oh, dude, easily. I saw it with you actually. You were you were screening it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't really say it's underrated though. I I really enjoy it, and I don't really think it's very highly regarded anymore. Uh, maybe it was when it came out, but you know, not. Uh, I don't hear anybody talking about it. Uh, and uh, let's uh, go to Spielberg here. Uh, what about Munich? 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 A Spielberg movie? Yeah. Munich? 
Oh, Munich. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, um, I like Munich just fine. Yeah, I know you like Munich a lot. Um, I just wanted to bring it up. I didn't think it was overrated. I didn't think it got all that. You know, people liked it, but anybody talks about it at no. all. I don't think anybody would even be able to tell you that that movie's name. You know, as a no, no, not at all. Um, uh, well, I actually have a couple here. I'm looking at um, Thrawn Titanic. Oh, Titanic's yeah. number 83 on this. That's glad you, I'm glad you, you brought that one up. That was one uh, of Titanic is, uh, I liked it at the time. I don't think Titanic is a horrible movie. I really don't. But it did not deserve what it got at all. Cameron has gotten incredibly lucky with that. Either that or he just knows that these preteen girls are going to go see this shit a dozen times each. I think Cameron was like a... Uh Kind of like a Michael Bay before he did Titanic, don't you think? Like he was like an action guy, like that, like True Lies yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, which I like all that stuff. Well, you know, way more than Titanic. But yeah, and I like all that stuff probably way more than anything he's done since Titanic. <laughs> you know, I don't really like any. I don't like Avatar. Uh, Avatar I've never seen that. Talk about I never felt the need to watch it. Yeah. You're not that bad. Uh, let's look at another. But, hey, you do have three more Avatar movies to look forward to. There's a trilogy. Oh, I know. It's already greenlit. They're good to go. So, uh, uh get, your, get your tickets ready. What? Get your dollar bills ready. Man, I... And, uh, people... I, some people online are just waiting for Terminator's rights to last. So he gets it back in 2019. Who does? Cameron? Cameron, Cameron does. 2019. What's he gonna do with it though? Die? He's gonna fucking die trying well, to do Or Schwarzenegger's gonna be a bag of wrinkles by then. Seriously, I mean, you're gonna have to prop him up with like toothpicks and shit. Well, they're working on what, regeneration right now, whatever the hell it's called? The new term? Genesis. Genesis. With a Y instead of an I. It uh, sounds really dumb. I'll watch it. Um, I have to. I mean, I, I'm just on the street of one or two. That's my favorite franchise of film, I think. Is this Terminator? So, um, yeah, I'm a I'm a fucking nerd for Terminator for sure. Oh, here's another one. I guess the last one I'll really mention here that I don't know why it's on this. The Sixth Sense. It's on the top one. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I can totally understand that. I don't. I, I think Shyamalan has always been overrated. Did My favorite one he's done is Unbreakable, not Sixth Sense. Did you see Sixth Sense? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I love Sixth Sense. But, uh, like a lot of Shyamalan's movies, once you know the plot twist, it's pretty much, yeah. you, you've lost any kind of rewatchability. I think he's a good director. I think he's a bad writer. Um, <laughs> well, uh, uh, case in point, the last one I saw of his, Signs, you didn't like the ending of it was retarded. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and people have said this before, why the fuck are aliens coming to a planet that's not even, like, 97% water or some yeah. shit? Spoiler alert for signs. It's, it's, that's stupid to me. Then Joaquin Phoenix decides to become like the Louisville slugger and start beating the shit out of him. Swing away! Yeah, that Mel Gibson. I like signs a lot, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm kind of an apologist. Wow. But, uh, oh, fuck it. Why don't you go and take us into your, uh, your oh. big one here? I 
really think that Star Wars is extremely overrated. I know, <coughs> I know plenty of listeners are going to be frothing at the mouth of this. I have friends who dearly love Star Wars. I, I'll say my opinions of them. I really enjoy A New Hope. It's a good, solid movie. I actually love Empire Strikes Back because I think it's because Lucas did not direct it. I think that's an awesome movie. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, even though people love the original trilogy, I think Return of the Jedi is where it falls off with the Ewoks. Because at that point, Lucas was just becoming a merchandising machine. Ewoks are... It's painfully obvious that they're they're catering towards children with Ewoks. Why the fuck would he use Wookiees? Wookiees, they look... They're more intimidating, they're better... Than Ewoks. Why are Ewoks in Return of the Jedi, and yet Wookiees are in the Star Wars Holiday Special? Was Stinky the Uncle Stinky? We know how that turned out though. Oh yeah, I mean Stinky's sitting there molesting his nephew constantly. Now he's just going to town on him all the time. Listening to Jefferson Starship. What's the time frame here? Like, what year did that come out? The Christmas special. Like seventy-eight, right? Uh, yeah. It was like one year after Star Wars, the first thing. So, yeah. So, I mean, that was his gauge of like, we're not using fucking Wookiees in, in Return of the Jedi. Well, wow, that's a terrible gauge, though. I mean, it wasn't the Wookiees that was the problem, it was the writing. I mean, it was just the absolute shit that was. I prefer the holiday special over any of the prequels. Oh. You know, but it, it's a horrible little thing, but it's. I can watch. I can, I can say I've been watching, but the prequels are. That's not getting to the prequels just yet. Uh, but the original trilogy, I will give one and two their props. Even three. I mean, I like three, five. But in hindsight, it's obvious what Jedi was leading to. Jedi should have been better than it was to me. I mean, this is the end of that really cool story of Darth yeah. Vader and, yeah. and Luke Skywalker and stuff. And you have these goddamn gerbils flopping around everywhere thinking no no I know I mean and people have tried to uh, justify saying well it's been shown in history that you know in guerrilla warfare they tend to actually defeat these huge empires that's true that's very true but I mean you don't compare the Vietnamese or anything to fucking Ewoks Um, why not Huh? Well, let's do it. <laughs> Would you compare it like it. that? Let's do it. Yeah, let's just compare walks to that. I just... I don't, I don't know. I, the trilogy in and of itself, fine. It's a cool cinematic thing. It is. But uh, what bothers me most about it is what has come afterward. Is I mean, it's worship of it. And, you, and that's exactly what it is at face value. These people worship Lucas... And his movies. That's exactly what it is. And uh, you think they worship Lucas? Well, I'm sure some of them still do. You think they're stroking his his, his extra chins? Oh, oh yeah, they're just like making biscuits like a cat on his chins. But uh, I just uh, I don't like what has come about afterward, and the fact that he can do whatever the fuck he wants with that shit in everybody's mouth, and they'll bang for seconds. Um, that's why I actually do have some hope for this new one coming out. I, I could care less. 
Uh, I would I would like to see a good one. I you know I went to see Phantom Menace and I was sorely disappointed. I wasn't the only one, and I imagine my feelings by not being a big Star Wars fan. You know, I do feel sorry for the real Star Wars fans on that. But, you know, I was working in the theater when that trilogy came out, especially for uh, Revenge of the Sith. Now, these people were dressed up, having a good old time, enjoying themselves when it came out. Why the fuck would you be pumped up after the other two movies and Blue Dicks? It's like, that's what I'm saying. They fucking Blue Dicks hard. That that worship of this, that cult of personality around George Lucas. Uh, The man is, to me, he's made more shit than good. Absolutely. Uh, Well, I mean, you you know, you talk shit about the, the Star Wars films, but you're talking to somebody who's. I'm about to spit some fucking venom on this motherfucker, man, because, like, the first three Star Wars films I love. Yeah. Love. Loved, I guess, past tense. As soon as he started doing those fucking re-releases and changing everything... Oh, the 90s? It was this yeah. awful fucking CGI, which I, I saw all three of them in the theater. I don't know. I think you were there for at least one or two. I saw two of them. I know I saw at least one with That uh, we saw... And, uh, you know, even then, I was like, man, this doesn't look good. I don't like that. Why did you change it? And then, especially, I mean, you know, disregarding anything else past that, you know, the fucking, the, the original, whatever, you know, the ones he's made since then, like, just the fact that he wouldn't put out the original films and the original cut, the original theatrical versions on Blu-ray. Piss me the fuck off. I don't own these on Blu-ray. I'm not going to buy them on Blu-ray until Disney puts them out in their original forms without that poor shit added. I'm not buying them. Um, this motherfucker, like, I've had dreams about this motherfucker. Like, I hate his guts. Like, the shit he's done with that original, the, uh, what the fuck they call the, the second set of uh, movies he did. The, the original, second one? Uh, you have the prequels and then the prequels. Yeah. yeah. Fuck those shits, man. Fuck every one of them. George Lucas, and you have fans who defend him. And I, I have had arguments with fans over this, defending him. He does not give a shit about the fans. He wants your money, and you shut the fuck up. Uh, well, he can do whatever he wants with it. He knows he'll get your money no matter what. You know, yeah, he That's, did make these movies. He did make these movies that are his product. But my problem is, he let them out into the public. The public... Star Wars would be dog shit if it was not for the public. It's not because of Lucas that Star Wars is great. It's the public, his fans. Lucas can go fuck himself. Now, his disregard for the fans and doing the pre not the prequels, but the uh, special editions in the nineties, which uh, I uh, which I actually the special editions are one of once I watched recently, I bought them from a friend because I don't watch Star Wars for once every like five years maybe. I haven't seen it for a while. Man, that scene, I, I don't know if it's the first, I guess it's the first one, where Han Solo, it's an old, it's old footage that had been cut out, but they had that CGI job in there, and then they used the computer to move Han Solo up and over, like he's walking over his tail, which, I mean, keep, keep in mind, Jabba the Hutt at this point is like half the size he was in Jedi. It's so jarring. It looks like shit. You mean his body's not moving. He's just, I mean, physically it's moving, but he's not moving. He's walking, and then suddenly they move his body up and over. (laughs) He's like, you know, doing this. 
You know, he, he really is like he's having a seizure yeah. for a millisecond there. He's walking over Jabba's tail. And, uh, I mean, besides the fact that Jabba himself was like ass. Absolute ass. Um, the fact that he, I mean, he went through and did that, and he just does all this stuff without a care in the world about the fans, and the fans still love him. Um, that, I, that just irritates the shit. I don't think the fans love him, man. Dude, I, I really don't. They, they don't. they don't like this guy anymore. Well, they still buy all the stuff. Though. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's enough for me. I know. I'm not, no. I'm not giving this motherfucker my money, even though I love those original three movies. Yeah. Love them. Um, I'm not going to give them money if he's not going to release them the way I want them. Well, I mean, when he did that in the 90s, you had, I mean, with 20 years, it was 97 when he started releasing those. 20 years since the first one. That's an entire generation growing up on that. And he said, fuck you. He didn't give a shit. Now, if you want to take your original thing and tweak it, fine. I mean, it is your product, but at least allow that for the others. You don't add additional scenes, man. Like, fucking Steven Spielberg changing the guns to walkie-talkies. Right. I, 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 I see the T since they do it. But Spielberg came out and said that was a mistake. That's the difference between him and, and uh, Lucas. Spielberg knows he fucked up. Both of them were smoking the same shit. Yeah. Whatever the hell was going on with them, thinking they changed their shit right then. Like, at least Spielberg knows he was wrong. Yeah. At least I'll give the dude that. I mean. Well, also, Spielberg didn't seem to show his fans. From what I can tell, I mean, he hasn't fucked with, you know, Indiana Jones, or um, which is also Lucas. I'm surprised Lucas hasn't fucked with it. Yeah, you know, any of his other stuff, Jaws or whatever. Even though, and see, Spielberg didn't like the shark and Jaws and all that. If he was Lucas, he would go back and change Jaws to CGI, which would absolutely ruin the movie. Oh. 100 fucking percent, I mean, yes. You know, he knows he'll leave well enough alone, it seems like, for the most part. What well, these dudes don't realize, they see flaws. What we see is the brilliance of the movie. Like, the things that Lucas changed and took out are what make that movie what it is, you know? And, I mean, well, not. You also have a problem with tweaking with stuff, you know? <coughs> if you're the creator of something, you're going to have trouble with the way it comes out like that. You always are. That's just the nature of it. But where do you draw the line? I mean... Well, I mean, I don't know why he keeps messing with it. Uh, you know, doing that Greedo shot first thing? or having that, that, I think, was the biggest slap in the face to fans. Right uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's why I don't think Star Wars and Lucas deserve any of that. Uh, I, I'll admit, I'll be the first one to admit Star Wars has been massively influential in pop culture. But again, some of that is because it's been over-invited. You know, I, I saw years ago where Jedi have been accepted in certain communities as a religion. Mm. That is absolutely fucking ridiculous to me. Uh, it, it's, it's insulting to me that that would even be the case. It's a movie. You know, I, it's, as much as I love like Godzilla and stuff like that, it's a movie. And I realize that that's all it is. Uh, I mean, because I love it doesn't make it real. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I will always say Star Wars is the most overrated thing out there, out of anything. Just because how many people are just 
But I mean, it's like just like you had the one or two generations. It's still happening. No, you've got fucking every generation since what the sixties. There's people born in the sixties that love this shit, you know? Yeah. And everyone since. Yeah, and it's not going to end either. But, I think the best thing to happen to Star Wars is Lucas selling it. I really do. I agree, but it's not going to repair any of the damage done to me on my opinions of that of that series. Like, I mean, I'm, I pretty much washed my hands on it ten years ago. You know, like, oh yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I, you know, I was I was off on the sidelines watching. I was like, what the hell? You know, it's, it's like what happened with you know being a Godzilla fan. It's what happened with the '98 Godzilla. Yeah, very but similar. it wasn't Toho that did it. It right. wasn't anybody right. involved with the original that did it. It was just some asshole who didn't care about it. Lucas should have known better. You know, I'm not saying that there's a difference between what Lucas has done with Star Wars and say Peter Jackson has done with King Kong. Yeah, Peter Jackson loves King Kong. You can no. see the love in it. That's a completely different thing. Yes, yes. Lucas does not give a shit about all that. He just wants money. Does. I don't think he does either. Um, um, there's a documentary called "The People versus George Lucas." We've seen it's that. on Netflix. I haven't watched it. Check that out. And uh, there's another documentary that I had. I don't think it's anywhere except on a DVD, but it's called Starweight. And it's all about the... It, it follows a, a large number of people that are waiting in line weeks ahead of time before Phantom Menace comes out. But look, look, the, the funny thing about this movie is that, you know, the majority of the movie is talking about these people's lives, how much they love Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, you know, we, we met online because of Star Wars, we're in love, whatever. But <laughs> the end of the movie has these people actually watching the movie and the whole thing changes. Like, the whole fucking... Like, these people do not like this movie. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, I'm going to have to loan you that, that documentary. It's really good. Um, but it's, I remember it's, the it's, uh, excuses it's made about Phantom Menace. It's like, well, it's for kids. It's not for all of you. It's like, what? What? The first movie was for kids, too. I mean... It's well, I mean, you have a fan base, and he could have made something that was... Are kids retarded? Do they all need Jar Jar fucking beaks? Uh, what it was is they sold little fucking speed racers, these motherfuckers. Merchandise, merchandise, oh, yeah. merchandise. Bye, bye, bye. And it sold. It all sold. The movie did great. Uh, the, the Pepsi cans. Yeah. Remember Pepsi had all that shit? From yeah. uh, Star Wars and everything? Yeah, all the cans had the different characters on there. Um, I actually have... I was given... By a friend of mine, uh, the inflatable gold Yoda Pepsi can. I just got it sent somewhere. I never find that. That's cool. You know, I need, I need to find a fan and give it to uh, him. I played some of the games on like uh, PS2. I want to say. Yeah. Some of the some of the video games. Oh, it's another thing. Him taking uh, Hayden Christensen and putting him in place of uh, him and the original actor who played Darth Vader in the original trilogy. Remember that at the end of Return of the Jedi? It's Hayden Christensen. Really? Yes, he did that. He took when did he do that? He must have done it after the, the original. Uh, yeah, he must have. After, yeah, he did that. He went and tweaked it again after the uh, prequels. Yeah, see, I think he added a lot more shit in that original. I mean, the, that shit's on the. Uh, he, now, he said that, well, this is because this is when he lost. You know, he, he flipped to the dark side, and that's why he looks young. 
But that shit's all with the actor who did that before. You know? So, again, fuck George Lucas. Because he does not care about anybody. Well, I, I just, I don't... Uh, he's a he's a great uh, marketer. He's a great... Oh, I uh, give him that. He's, he's, he's great at making money, but he's not that great at making movies. He just, uh... I don't, I don't know, man. Just... That pissed me off seeing that because the last time I saw the special editions, it wasn't like that. You know, then I went back and watched it and I was like, what the fuck? You know, it, it made a movie that's already kind of mediocre to me, shittier. And then he adds the scenes of everybody celebrating on all the planets on Naboo, the guns flipping their shit, and all that, as well as Ewoks. And it just, it distracts from it. You know, just because you look at the, uh, the special effects from 1983 and you compare it to the special effects from 20 years later. You know, it's all CGI. But that doesn't look bad to me. The old shit does not, doesn't look bad to me. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. The old stuff is it is a real thing. Oh, it, means it looks better. Had yeah. a matted yeah. head and all yeah. that, but his prequels were like fucking cartoons. Watch that shit now and see how bad it looks, you know? I'm not worrying about something. I'm just saying, like... It just, but it looks like a cartoon, does it not? Because it, it is all fake. Yeah, yeah. It looks all fake. I mean, it looks like they did the opposite of Roger Rabbit, you know, and through Hugh McGregor running around with all this goofy, you know, <laughs> cartoon planet and shit with guns with their boners hanging out. It's Cool World. Um, yeah, cool World, damn. Yeah, the opposite of Roger Rabbit there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I just, I cannot stand that. You know, I do hate it for the fans to a point. I'm right there with you, and I, you know, I agree that the fandom is, is, you know, by far too much. But it just speaks to, you know, how many people were affected by the original movie, and that's, it's. I think more my issue with why it's overrated is not so much the impact the movie had on them. It's what Lucas has done to the legacy of it. Um, when. Uh, when those movies were re-released, I was uh, president of the the science fiction club at my school. Really? And uh, I was at like the height of my like nerddom for Star Wars, you know, oh. Star Wars, Star Trek, The Next Generation, you know. And like I was right there. I was fucking gung ho, you know. I had a full on fucking chubby for this movie, you know. And then like even the re-releases. Pissed me off, you know. Even that shit added pissed me off. But uh, you know, that's that, that's what killed it for me. Is I was at the height of my love for those movies. And, yeah, uh, yeah. What ninety seven? And yeah. it just, it just, it just fell. You know? That's what I'm saying. The late nineties for me is just shit. I don't really like. I like the early nineties, but the late nineties is crap. Because that's what it did. It's almost like reality set in for us as mm-hmm. kids, and we became adults and realized, well. You know, there's a lot of shit out there. It's, I mean, I'm trying to put it into perspective. Yeah, these are just movies, but uh, so I was saying with Godzilla in 98. Yeah. That was such a huge disappointment for me. But look, that that came out in, was it 97? They were all three released the same year? I mean, they were staggered by a little bit. I mean, it maybe was maybe by a few months. I'm, yeah. No, honestly, I don't know. I want to say it was before '97. I actually still have the third reel, or the is it the third reel? See, the, the third reel or the final reel for the special edition return. Uh, no, 
Yeah, Return of the Jedi. The actual film. You have the whole reel? Or the, the whole third reel? Not the whole movie, but that reel. That's fucking awesome, dude. Hold because on. Because what happened was uh, I fucked up and they sent off for one. And then uh, they never put the new one on there for whatever reason. So I think, I mean, that was before I started working at Parkway. Yeah. It just sat there. It sat there for years. Finally, we were told, just throw it away. And I was like, whatever. It sat there for years, really? Yeah, it sat up in the booth. But it was just a reel. It was just a movie reel under a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. But it was Return of the Jedi. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, take this uh, shit on. Uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I still got it somewhere. It should be okay. Um, but, uh, I don't. I bet the whole damn thing is new CGI and all my life. Sure, sure, I'm, I'm sure. But, I mean, I can look past that shit to a point. At least it's a movie that I like, you know. Well, I just um, you know you go from really cool special effects from the late '70s and early '80s to you know CGI that looks like it's from The Adventures of Hercules, <laughs> you know, which was bad CGI, but it was fine for that show. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, which I liked. I liked that show quite a bit. Um. Now, the reason why I was asking is I know that... So, it was... They re-released them about a year before Phantom Menace. Is that right? They were building up to it. Phantom Menace was 90... It was like the, the summer of 99. Trying to think. I started working there in 98. I saw it in the summer of 99, so I don't know how long it had been on. I was, like, forced to see it. Because I didn't want to see it. Well, Phantom Menace? Mm-hmm. I only saw it because uh, I can see it for free. I I saw all three of those in theater in, in the theater, but uh, it's weird. I remember Phantom Menace. Well, I, I, it it all in I don't remember Attack of the Clones at all, and I remember Revenge of the Sith because I thought it was the best of the three. Uh, was Revenge of the Sith the one where Yoda fights uh, someone? Yes. Where Yoda does the, the uh, somersaults and flying everywhere. That makes me want to kill myself. It really uh, does. That the final fucking battle, Hayden Christensen was god awful. Hayden Christensen was was not a good choice for that character at all. No. I mean, what the fuck is that guy doing? What the fuck has he done since since any of that shit? He did a. Uh, I know he did do a movie recently. Some independent shit he did. He, or recently he did. Just a few years ago, we had it out. Uh, the guy who could. Uh, Transport himself to different places of time. Oh, wait, Jumper? Wait. He was in Jumper? I think that was him. Okay. He's, like, he's still out there. Yeah. Uh, Jake Roy is doing nothing. But uh, I don't blame Jake Roy for anything. He's just a little boy. Uh, anybody who sits there and shits on Jake Roy is a piece of shit. He's just a little boy. He was the power racer dude? Yeah, he was Anakin. Yeah. Oh, Anakin. But Hayden Christensen. You know, I understand he's trying to show the angst of a teenager and all that, which t- teenagers are annoying. He but, was frowny face, dark faded the whole goddamn yeah. time. He was, mm, the dialogue was off. terrible. Mm, not getting yeah. my fucking way. Yeah, you didn't feel, you didn't feel really him turning to the dark side and feel for him, knowing he was no, falling and becoming no, what he was. That was he, bad writing, bad casting. And that's a shame because Dark Vader is a really cool character. That could have been done really well. Oh, it could have been fucking It could have been really fucking cool. Because for me, that's why Empire is so fucking awesome. Because it ends on a downer. But it's because it leaves you. It, you have a lot more invested in it, you know? Spoiler alert for, for Empire. Uh, yeah. 
But, you know. Oh, um, man. I, that's the fucking. Probably one of the best endings to any movie ever. It's, it's oh, such, right. a, such a great ending. Yeah. Uh, and again, Lucas didn't direct it. You know, I think that helped. I, I think that tells you a lot, too. He, Lucas but, came in in New Hope, which was awesome. You know, he was getting really started in that. And it's good stuff, you know. It's good. It's kind of neat to see that, but then he should have stepped back, you know. And he never, he, I mean, step back, I mean, just watch everybody else do it. Don't write, don't direct. Don't, don't do any goddamn thing. You know, that's why I think him selling it is easily the best thing for him. But, I mean, just look like you're looking to write the prequel, right? Look at all that fan fiction out there. You've got all the novels out there. It's all written for you, man. Yeah, awesome shit out there. It still is. There still is awesome shit out there for Star Wars that people are writing, man. Well, and, did and you hear that Disney has said that the entire extended universe is not canon anymore? Yeah. It was canon for so long, yeah. and now it's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that shits on people, but uh, Disney's trying to start over, I'm sure. As much as Disney is the big brother bad guy, you know, Big corporation, and they, they do good, good shit with what they have. I mean, they what they, they do with Marvel. I mean, they do proper stuff. Um, yeah, that's a whole other deal. But um, you know, Disney treats their stuff well. Yeah, and, yeah. and I have full full confidence that they'll do great with this. But like I said, I don't have any desire to see it. You know, I may watch it when it comes out. I see how the trailers are. No, I just I wonder about Abrams. He's my only issue with it. Because, you know, the first Star Trek reboot was okay, but I couldn't stand it to darkness. I don't know what they did with Khan. I was a big fan of Abrams when he did Alias. That was about it. Well, what he did with Into Darkness with having... I, I haven't seen it in one, so I don't know. It's, it's like, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm not going to watch it. Well, I don't care okay. about that shit. Uh, Con, you remember in uh, Star Trek Two? Oh yeah, yeah. You know Spock's death. Absolutely. Spoilers. Yeah, the best Star Wars movie ever. Uh, Star Trek movie. Yeah, ever. it's great stuff. He redoes that in in this new one, Into Darkness, where it's uh, Kirk dying. Yeah. And they do the exact same fucking thing that they do, and yet Kirk survives. Yeah. Because of Khan's blood. Right. It, and it keeps him from dying from severe radiation. It. It's shoehorned in there. It's terrible writing. They didn't need to do anything like that. It's, it's one of those things where they're like, giving the fan, the fans hand jobs. They don't need sure, it. Sure. You know, you're, you're squirming there. You don't want that, but you're gonna get it anyway. <laughs> and the guy that played Khan was this uh, like Benjamin Button motherfucker. Like, what's I was crazy? Say Cumberbatch. That's it. Which I, I like him a lot. I know he had a crazy just, ass name. I just wanted to say it. Uh, he he should not have been Khan. Oh man, people are blowing him all over the internet. You know, I like the guy, I really do. <laughs> the hot shit, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's all over everything. The Hobbit, yeah. Star Trek, and that Sherlock show. Sherlock, yeah, that's where he's from. Yeah. And he, he's, he's good, he's really good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, the internet told me he's great. Yeah, I just don't like what they did with it. It's, Abrams put too much. <clears throat> Too many nods to the fans. It wasn't like, you know, you have a little Easter egg here and there, just, or a picture of somebody there. It was like, in your face. 
It was awkward watching that scene, that death scene. It's like, hey, you remember this? Hey, wink, wink. Yeah. Remember this? Hey, hey, look, look, watch this. Remember this shit you loved? Here it is again. Well, I was squirming <laughs> watching that scene. It just, uh, it's like, what the fuck? You know, it was obvious. It was transparent what he was doing. But it ruined it. Should I watch any of those? Uh, I like the first one okay. You know, it's uh, keep in mind it's like an alternate kind of universe. I just original. don't really have any desire to watch that, though. I just don't have any desire to see those characters redone with different actors. I just Some of them are okay. Some are... They're, they're just different, man. They, they, they really should have just done a whole new Star Trek thing. Don't you like uh, Beyonce as a... Don't she play Aurora? It, no, it's the woman who played... Uh, oh, Rihanna. It's Rihanna. No, it's not her. It's, uh, it's a woman who was in... Uh, no, it's not David Jones. Rihanna, yeah. She's just trying to get away from Chris Brown. His fist are coming at her. It's... Uh, fuck, what is that chick's name? From Columbiana. I know you're talking about. Zoe Saldana. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, she's, she's actually really good. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... It's fine. It's just uh, I don't like Chris Pine. I'll tell you that right now. Who? Chris Pine. He's not a leading man. He's uh, Chris Pine is like grunt number three. Is who Chris Pine is? He's not a fucking leading man. He turned out to be better as Kirk to me than I expected. Yeah. But uh, Zachary Quinto is an okay Spock. I mean, yeah. the guy who plays not Sky Chekhov is ridiculous though. So. Who's that? He's just a kid. Oh, he's yeah. like 18 years old and he's doing this thick-ass Russian accent. You know? Uh, but he's like, he's doing a Russian accent you've seen in old, like, children's cartoon. Like, yeah, yeah. Boris from Bullwinkle. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the guy from Harold and Kumar is fine as Sulu. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, the one I do like, though, is Carl Urban as Bones. I do like him. Oh, I've he's heard he does a good job, yeah. Uh, he's, I like him anyway. But, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, You know, they show the Queen Gods briefly in the second one. And they changed him up, too. Of course they did. Uh, yeah, the problem with the first one is the Romulans. I don't like the way they look. They just look like dudes with tribal tattoos. You know, they look really cool in next generation. Come on, bro, a Romulan. Well, it's just weird to me. They take... You know, Next Generation made the Queen Lines look badass. Yeah. The Romulans look badass. Yeah. All of them look great. This was just a TV show. Yeah. And yet they twisted it up for this movie for no reason. Yeah. Why fix it? You know, it needed to be fixed on the original one. The original one, they looked like, uh, you know, what, you know, uh, uh, stereotypical Mexican bandits. The Queen Lines did. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just, just put shoe like, polish. They had like one little fucking ridge up on their forehead. Well, it's like it's they like just grab them, you know, yeah. shoe polish and slap it in their face, you know? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm a clean on now. It's, it, uh, yeah, what Next Generation did, they kind of went, took a step back from. Uh, but Abram said flat out, he's, yeah, he was more of a Star Wars fan than Star Trek. Well, goddamn, what the fuck's he doing Star Trek for? They gave it to him. Yeah. So, uh, why he's off of Star Trek now. Well, alright guys, we'll go ahead and cut this shit off here, so uh, we appreciate you listening, and check us out on Twitter at 2Ps on a pod. Thanks. It's Vicky Dizzy Dino!